This is Unplugged, 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 Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Unplugged. I had a very interesting meditation session, interaction, and I should add class session with the Lord this morning during what was supposed to be my prayer walk. For some reason this morning, instead of doing what I would normally do, which is pray, I say, Lord, I'm just going to go on a quiet reflection, meditation type of walk. But I won't even do the talking. I'm going to give you the floor. There's so many things I want to bring before you, but I'm going to give you the floor and Whatever it is that you want to tell me or show me, the floor is yours. I will just be ready to write down stuff. So I was walking by this trail that goes along the water, along the ocean. So probably like about approximately, I'm going to say maybe between 850 meters to like one kilometer in of walking. I got to this part of the trail where there are benches and, and some good lookout spots across the ocean. And then you kind of have a view of downtown, right? As the backdrop of the ocean. So I just say to myself, I'm going to sit on one of these benches and be quiet. I'll set a timer for about 10 minutes and I'm just going to let the Lord speak. I'll have my phone open just in case, you know, he, he says something that I need to write down. So, so, so now I'm seated on a bench looking across the ocean and I have this view of like the downtown skyline. I can see all these skyscrapers in front of me. I can see big ships going, some big ships going across the water. Some of them are standing still over to like my left and over to my right. I can see some boat shelters, you know, some people who probably keep their boats in like those boat houses, so to say. So I can also see some cranes, I guess, on some of the like ship, like on the shipping, like on the big shipping ships and so forth. So there's a lot of action and activity happening. So my eyes started to drift kind of back and forth, left to right, right to left. And I started taking in the action from all these things in front of me. Now, for some reason, because of all the big activity, I guess because of like the, the skyscrapers and the big ships and the cranes, my mind started drifting and thinking about money. You know, I started looking at all that activity that was happening in front of me and my mind was just attaching dollar signs to, to all of this activity. So I would look at the ships and then back to the skyscrapers. And then this one specific sky, skyscraper kind of caught my attention. It was over to my right, kind of like in the corner of my eye to the right side. And it was probably the tallest one. Yeah, it was, there was actually there was probably two of them next to each other, but 
one of them was kind of like the tallest one. If you looked at the whole skyline, it, it, it was like the tallest. So <laughs> God is so funny because he knew what I was thinking about. You know, it's so funny also that in scripture, so many times like Jesus will be in a situation where people will be thinking something and he will know what they're thinking about and he'll say something and then kind of catch them off guard. So, of course, God knew what I was thinking about. So I think he took that opportunity to teach me some, you know, some pretty unique life lessons that I think are very interesting because you know, these are things that we normally think about. So that's why I'm sharing them. So in my mind, I was thinking money and dollar signs as all of this activity was moving around. I was just seeing money kind of like being the force, you know, moving these buildings up, moving these ships around, these big cranes and all of that. And so as I was thinking that and I was just kind of trying to process all of that, this is literally the first thing that I heard the Lord say. He said, words move the world, not money. I, it was, it was like actually so loud. He was, it was so, it was such a bold statement he made. And I was like, hmm. Because here I am thinking about money as being the force that it's moving, that is moving all these things around. And he says, words move the world and not money. And then he, he told me, <laughs> he said, I want you to understand the world from its first principles. I was like, okay. <laughs> I want you to understand the world from its first principles. You remember the first thing he said after like, he had let me kind of like go through this thought of seeing money as the force kind of moving all this activity around. And then he just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And the first thing he said was words move the world, not money. And then he, and then he told me, I want you to understand the world from first principles. So at this moment, I think I was looking over to, to the right side and I was looking at this tower and, and I was still kind of trying to process it in, in like dollar signs. <laughs> and then this is what he said. He said, before that tower, I'm talking about the tower over to my right that's, that's the tallest. If you look at the skyline, this tower is the tallest. So he said, before that tower physically became that, it was in words. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he said, and the height of that tower is what it is because of a certain word limit. Oh, man. Some, like... Like, like, if you look at things like, you know how sometimes you can approach life from like, like so many times, like, I think we, we approach life from, we don't realize it, but our upbringing really affects how 
we go through the rest of life. Like the first things that were sold in you as a child really go on to define, they can have a heavy influence. If you don't, if, if they kind of created a negative um, expectation and all of these in your subconscious, and if you don't change that as you grow up, it, you know, it becomes the lens in which you look at the world. So I think one of one, it's, it's an interesting phase for me because I think the Lord is just kind of like decimated every kind of like lens that I used to look at the world. Because you read so many like all of these like help self-help books and, and all of these things and so-and-so said, so-and-so said and like, but I think when I finally gave him the chance and said, you know what? Like, I want to look at the world and understand things from like your point of view. So like so many things are changing about how I look at the world. And so this, this is one of the very interesting talks, honestly, that, I, that I've had with the Lord in a long time, because as I would just go and reading all the things he's writing down, he didn't even use a single scripture which is also crazy. He didn't use a single scripture to talk to me to be like, oh, you know how in my word I say this, this, or that? He was just taking everything that was right in front of me and he was teaching me lessons. So when he said that the height of that tower you're looking at is what it is because of a certain word limit, I was like, that's actually pretty true. Like if you strip it down, that tower is as tall as it is. That skyscraper is as high or tall as it is because of a certain word limit. Those are those certain words that copied at that. Now, those words could be maybe the regulations of that area or the, the design. You know, the word the, the words that designed it probably say it can only be as high as this. Right? So if the words that designed it say, let's say maybe it can be 500 feet, you know, that tower would be 500 feet. If the words that initially designed that tower say this tower can only be 100 feet it would only be 100 feet is what i would say so he was he was he was just saying that the height of the tower is what it is because of a certain word limit so then i looked over to my right where there was these like bot shelters and all of them are kind of it was also over to my right and all of them kind of come out and they stop at a certain point and then he said the reason those boat shelters don't go beyond a certain point, the reason they don't come so far into the water is because they are bounded by words. Man. <laughs> my mind, my mind was, wow. It's, it's really fascinating. So he took this one sermon and started to say, words move the world. And then he started to point my eyes towards certain things and say, 
that is there that stops there because of a words like they it's bounded by certain words that is this stall because it's bounded by certain words in its design and then she so said the reason those bot shelters don't go beyond a certain point is because they are bounded by words i was like huh okay that's interesting i never looked at it that way and so i was kind of quiet just like continuing to process these things and then i saw this one person walk by and i kind of looked at their shoes they were red and i think i i can't remember exactly what the branding on them were but they said they had a certain name brand on them and the lord just spoke up to me and said people buy words people buy words oh man so he was in essence saying the reason that you're really seeing all these different brands you know so and so has such a you know a bag so and so has this one so and so if you really strip it down to it people buy words you know some people buy gucci words some people buy prada words some people buy adidas words some people buy nike words some people buy new balance words so, so some people buy apple words some people buy samsung words so he was he was basically t and, and this will start to make sense as as i kind of keep bringing up so many of these scenarios that we were talking about and then he, he goes and says all i ever did was speak words man and i looked at it and was like that's so true all I ever did was speak words, even all my miracles. All I ever did was speak words. So then I was kind of like, you know, really processing this. I was like, you know, he'll say something, I'll think about it. So then there was like these, uh, these like mini uh, ships that ferry people these small boats that ferry people like from this side of the ocean across the water to downtown and so some like i think two of them were going like there was one that was coming this way and another one's going the opposite direction basically they were just moving a whole bunch you know one ferries people to the across the water one brings them to this side and then he said words are going to move everyone in and out of this location today Hmm. Basically, the people coming from downtown side over to the to the north side here to the north shore, basically saying they are moving to fulfill certain words on this side of the water. The people that are living this side of the water are going downtown to fulfill certain words that are either structured in their contract, whatever, all this and that. So saying 
words are moving people back and forth. And then it's like, and then I was thinking, and then it says, it says, when you go to the restaurant, what do you order? Well, someone say you order food. You order words. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> so when you go to the restaurant, you order words. So like, like, like basically, this is one of those things where it's like, if you really think about it, it's like when you go to a restaurant, you order words. Hmm. So then, you know, then, then, you know, he kind of brought me back to, I guess, the tower. And he said, inevitably, physical matter occupies and fills the space created by those words. So he said, okay, you see the tall tower? This is what he was saying to me. He said, you see that tall tower? Put aside the money that bought the materials and the materials that were actually used to build it. That's all like second level, third level, whatever. He said, that physical matter came up from the ground. Material was poured to fulfill the volume or the space that the words had created in that area. So the words first built like an, an invisible tower, right? The words were actually the first things to be built in that location of like, it's going to be this high, it's going to be this wide, right? Those were all words. And then physical matter was the last thing to come in and kind of feel the volume of these words. I was like, whoa. You see how like 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 this unique insights of like how you look at the world can really change so many things. And then he said, okay, you look at that tower. He said that tower is there because words were exchanged between people. Words considered of high value. Words built it, words brought it there, and words were exchanged between people, words that those people considered to be high value, so that words of high value could be exchanged or traded inside that tall skyscraper. It was just showing me that everything is words. He said, he said even when you build a product, it's the words you use to sell it or attach to it that really put it in people's hands. When you build a product, if you if you build a product and like the things that what actually moves it from out of your hands into somebody else's hands is the words that you use to sell the product or that you attach on it, the branding, right? And so he said, and, and so this is another one of the things he shared. He, he, he said, high prices attach a different value to things. High prices, like when you read a high price, 
it triggers a different value to that thing. You know, if you walked into, let's say, two restaurants, and in one restaurant, the cheapest thing on the menu is $30. And then you walked into like another restaurant and the most expensive thing is $30, right? I mean, even before you taste the food, that's one other thing that's later on. But if you just looked at those two menus, on one, you see the cheapest thing is $30. And then on the other one, you see that the most expensive thing is $30. You're probably going to think that the menu that has the cheapest, the, the, with the cheapest thing as $30, you're going to think of, you know, as a different value. You're going to think, oh, maybe the quality is higher. Uh, maybe it tests better. It, it, you, you're going to think, you're going to put that restaurant, that food that's on that menu in just a different class. You're going to attach a different value than the other menu where the high, most expensive thing is, is $30. This is, this, this is before you get down to trying the food and this, this and that. So then, then he said, you know, then it was like, okay, think about wine. He said, most expensive wine isn't always better, but the initial words will cause people to believe it is better. Like wine, most expensive wine isn't always better, but the initial words that were attached to both of them will cause people to believe it's better. You know, even when it doesn't, even when the most expensive one doesn't test better, people will even go to the to the to the extreme to say that, you know, it 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 has an acquired taste. You know, it's different. It has an acquired taste. This is almost to justify the, the price. Even when more people could, could lean towards saying that, no, 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 the cheaper wine is actually tastes better. You know, the people who attach more value or who chose to go with the more expensive wine, they will still use words like, you know, it has, a, it has an acquired taste. And then it went to, again, this is just kind of like the, the, the Lord was just throwing out different scenarios. So it was very interesting. So none of these things are even in any order, but it was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, he said, who gets the contract? I guess I was looking at some of those cranes that were moving, I guess, maybe shipping containers and like, like doing some constructing some of those ships, like all the activity over to my left and say, who gets the contract? And then, and then he said, the person whose words say they can fulfill the contract or the person whose portfolio says they have sold much more words. Right? Who gets the contract? The person whose words say that they can fulfill the contract. You know, because if, if you both submit your portfolios for, if you're bidding for contract, 
you know, the other person isn't really going to go and actually taste like all the things that, you know, see in eye, like, so to say, like see with their eyes, in essence, they're not going to go like actually kind of like examine all the things that both of you say in your portfolio. But if I, if you bid for contract and, and, you know, the person who's looking at them, who's giving out the contract is saying, okay, who's, if I look at these two portfolios, whose portfolio says that they will fulfill this contract, that's who gets the contract. So the person whose words say that they will fulfill the contract or that they can fulfill the contract. So that was also interesting. And so then he said, what you say matters and how you say it also matters. What you say matters and how you say it also matters. So at this point, I was, you know, I, man, like, so my mind was just like spinning and I was just like, okay, words, 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 words. And then I said, okay, um, I said, Lord, show me more illustrations of this principle on how words run the world and how they, it's what at the, at, at the, at the core of it all, it's words that are underneath the hood. Like if you really strip down everything on top of the core, you've got words. It's, it's, it's what's really moving things from here to here. So I stood up to kind of keep moving forward. And then as I did, I walked by two people. I think it was a couple. And I believe one of them, yeah, one of them said to me, morning. And then the Lord just kind of brought to my attention and said, you say, okay, you see, that person said morning. But that's very different from good morning. Right? You may not realize it, but those are two different statements. They don't mean the same thing. One of them is plain. One of them insinuates that I wish you a good morning. Right? The two, the, the, people say them to kind of mean the same thing, but they're different statements. So that's why I think he said, what you say matters and how you say it also matters. And this used to be a very interesting thing because when I some, back then when I used to go on these walks, I used to find that Everybody just says morning, 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 but that doesn't mean anything. Because you think about it, like you don't tell anybody like evening, 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 or like you don't tell anybody night, 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 night. <laughs> you see what I mean? But why? We so we like we the value that we attach to words and phrases has fallen so far from where it used to be, even from the beginning of creation, that words don't really mean much to us. But I think what the Lord was saying, tell me, is that whatever results you're seeing out in the world or in your life, at the core of it all is words. You see, like like if you don't walk into a room and say afternoon, right? People look at you as crazy. No, it's good afternoon or good evening or good night. But for some reason, we'll say morning, 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 morning. 
So that was just, I mean, he was just really trying to, to just kind of be like, you see that there? That's different. You see those words there? Those words mean this. These words mean that. So as I was walking, then I kind of turned another corner, went into like, uh, it's like a key um, and there's like different shops there. Kind of like a, like, there's like a bus loop there. There's like a, like a, a ferry station there where like that, that just shot, there's like a water shadow, like, like a ferry that shadows people across the water back and forth. So it's like, there's like some shops there. And so he said, you are entering a word zone. A, you are entering a word zone. So as I was coming in, I could see to my right, there was like McDonald's and then just slightly, probably like 10 feet in, in front of McDonald's. Also still to my right, you could see Starbucks, right? So they say, what's the difference between McDonald's and Starbucks? Um, I was trying to think about it as I, I was basically going to be like, yeah, like, you know, like this one does it, this one, he's, I, I think he was just really always throwing out these rhetorical, like these questions kind of rhetorically. And then right after that, almost like follow, follow up with an answer to so say, what's the difference between McDonald's and Starbucks? So I was like, he, he just said the words that people say about them. Hmm. Again, at its core, if you strip if you strip down everything, what's the difference? It's the words that people say about them. What? These words that people say about them paint certain pictures. Right? And the words that people say about them paint certain pictures. Now, someone might argue and say, no, 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 that's, that's inaccurate. Because in your mind, you're thinking quality, this, this, and that. Now, okay, let's just take coffee, right? Like, you could still have Starbucks and another brand of coffee, like a, like, like a, like a coffee shop. You could have a you could have a Starbucks there, and then you could also have like another type of coffee shop next to each other. And this, and and it, because right now someone might be thinking, well, Starbucks is more like, uh, you know, refreshment coffees, whatever. McDonald's kind of more known for burgers and all of that. But okay, if you flip them and you say, okay, if you have a Starbucks here and you have like a like another type of coffee, you know, like coffee shop, right? What's the difference between them? It's, it will still come down to the words that people say about them. Like Starbucks doesn't have the best coffee, right? You could find this, these, all these coffee shops that really make good coffee, like really unique coffee tastes and, and, and very unique coffee, how they prepare it and all of this, the kind of beans that they use. In fact, coffee connoisseurs know this. A lot of them will even laugh at you. They'll be like, oh, Starbucks, the type of beans they use, and, and I think how they make their coffee, this and that. But why is it that someone, if they just drove into an area 
they would still go to Starbucks instead of that other coffee shop. Well, what's the difference? It's the words that people say about them. More words, positive words have been spoken about Starbucks than that other store. So I think what the law was just showing me is that at the core of everything, it's words. And he wants me to, he, he's just like, I want you to think about the world in fast principles. For you, you're thinking money and dollar signs and this and that. Say, no, 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 son. That's, that's like stage three. If you're thinking that, you're not thinking of the foundation. If you think of the foundation of everything, if you think from fast principles, that's how you win. But if you think at like, at, at like three stages about fast principles, it's very easy to miss certain things. So then there was all these other shops that were around. And so he said, if all these shops took off the words at the front of their businesses, like the 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 words that all of them write on, you know, just kind of like on above the door, you know, that oh, this is this, this is that. He said, if all these shops took off the words at the front of their businesses, you wouldn't know what is inside. You wouldn't know what is inside. And you wouldn't even know where to spend your money. Like you would have a hard time knowing, okay, this is where I'm going to go spend my money. Because one of, it was, it was so I looked around and, and, and like you could see some of the words were like, there's one store, it had sushi. Another one had like roast creep and, and cafe. Another one had gelato, ice cream, frozen yogurt. And then next to them, there was like another store which had like e-bike rentals. So it's very interesting because you said the word sushi trigger a specific taste. So you can see how already words now have gone from just being words to like now triggering specific memories and tastes. So, so the word sushi trigger a specific taste. The words roast creep and cafe trigger a different taste. The words gelato, sorbetto, ice cream, frozen yogurt also trigger a different taste. And perhaps even a previous or last experience of either of those. The words e-bike, because that's not, you know, signaling food, it triggers not taste, but more of like an experience, like an activity, so, so to say. So then I was like, I'm just really going to pay attention and see how like these things play out. So then you go and you see the, you, then I, then, then there's like another, like on this other side of like, kind of like where there's all shops inside. It's like, it's like a small market area. And there was like these words written on the outside. They're doing construction somewhere. You know, they're refurbishing it on the outside, but I guess they still want people to know that they're open. So they're these words, we are open. And so the words we are open prompt you or cause you to move that way or to go in. So in essence, words are 
moving me towards a certain direction. These words are telling me, come in or don't come in. Just simply words that say, we are open. Again, at its core, these words are moving matter. They're moving physical things. Okay. Um, then <laughs> this this next one was was <laughs> this next one was really really um, yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it. this one was very interesting. So the so as I was, as I was, I was as I was standing there. And I'd seen all these different words on these stores. Now, I guess people had kind of docked off the, the little boat, like the little ferry uh, that shadows people across the water back and forth. And there was this girl that walked past me. And yeah, she was, she was, <laughs> she was good looking. Let's let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> as I kept walking, um, you know, in my mind, of course, like I, I, you know, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, kind of, she kind of caught me off guard. Like I was looking at the stores, like, <laughs> you know, I was doing my experiment. So she walked by, and so the Lord kind of said to me, he said, he said, the words that came. It was words that came to your mind when you saw that girl that caused you to to look at her, like to be like, oh, like, okay, who's that type thing? Is that when you saw her, you attached specific words to her, you thought about her in words. I was like, oh. Like, so there's another um okay there's there's like another example of this that I was actually thinking of that that he, he kind of brought to 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 my mind when i was kept on walking going by kind of like as I was, as I was moving so saying the words that came to your mind when you saw her you you quickly on you like you attach certain words to her so you thought about her in certain words that okay that person is beautiful Oh, that person is this. So an another example will be this. Okay. Let's say you were on a phone call with your friend and you said, Hey, I saw, I met up with this guy and he is, and you stop there. Like your friend over on the other side, like, what are they waiting for? Like they're, their imagination is incomplete until you start to describe the kind of guy that you saw, right? If I call one of my friends and say, oh, I was walking the morning and I saw this girl and she was like, you know, like the picture is not complete for, for this person I'm talking to until I put it, I attach words to it. I saw this guy and he was wearing this. I saw this girl and she was wearing this and this and she was this. What gets the message across to the person over on the other side on, on the phone? It's words. It's words that are attached 
to the to you know to something that you saw. So I was like, okay, so it's like you thought about her in words. Because if you see, let's say if a car goes past you, right? And it's a really nice car, like the first you cannot think of that car, you, you have to attach certain words to it for almost that uh moment to be captured. Like if a red sports car goes past you, you go, oh wow, that's like that's like a beautiful sports car like right you touch you have to in essence like that imagery that moment cannot be captured completely until like you attach words to that thing like you store um you, you're gonna store that image with words right and so i then i kept walking i kept walking again and then I came across like a coffee shop and there's this guy, a couple of people seated outside the coffee shop. You could really see that, oh yeah, they'd been there, you know, they, they were really in need of this coffee. <laughs> Anyways, he said, do people really need coffee? And I said, no. He said, technically, it's not like if you don't drink coffee, like you're gonna die. Like you won't die because you 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 didn't have a cup of coffee in the morning. Like you won't. I know people like to make it seem like, oh my goodness, this uh I said, do people really need coffee? I said, why do millions of people just line up for coffee every morning? He said, because of the words that have been attached to this liquid called coffee. At its essence, because again, someone might say, Yeah, but if you actually drink it, yeah. But here's the thing, words, it starts out with words and those words can paint, are so powerful that it can paint imaginations or they can force things to taste a certain way. Words give, in, in essence, it's almost like words give that thing taste, like words empower that liquid. You know, there's some cultures where they don't drink coffee. There's some cultures that tease the thing, you know, because for them, different words have been attached to tea. To them, it's not coffee. So technically, again, if you strip down words, you know, words and tea, I mean, coffee and tea, at its core, it's the words that have been attached to these two liquids. So then he brought this, um, then this other scenario came to mind. He said, okay, if you, again, just to use an illustration, if you took different women from different cultures and you put them in different cultures, right? Like you took, um, a woman, let's say from Europe, took her to a different continent, took one from Africa, took her, took one from America, to Asia, brought one from Asia, and you basically just rotated them. You took them from where they are, and, and then you move them to different cultures, where different words have been attached to specific body types. It would trigger different connotations of beauty, 
right? The definition of beauty will change. But what we're really, you see, it's the words that are like the words, like in essence, it's, 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 he was, he was basically saying that it's the words that we attach to things, right? So if, if you, as I said, if you took different, you know, body types and you move them to different places, you know, what they call, what they might call beautiful, let's say in Africa, might not be what North America considers beautiful. What they call beautiful in, in Asia might not be what they call beautiful in, 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 in South America. What they call beautiful in Antarctica may not be what they call beautiful. It's because over a very long period of time, it's, they said uh, different. This word "beautiful" was attached to that type of body shape. So it's in essence at, at the core, it's not really even the body type because if because if because if you move them and you rotate them and like how 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 does like you know like 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 this person like oh in this continent they'll be considered like a swimsuit model type whatever and then you take them to another place and they'll be like uh like it's like it's the words that have been attached by that culture to that kind of body type for a very long time so that body type is now defined by that word in essence it wasn't like words it's like that body type is defined is looked at the lens of this word, right? So that was also like, huh. So it was like, it's not the body shape, really. It's the words that have been painted over that person's body that now triggers different emotions of attraction. Again, words. Okay. This other one. Again, this is unplugged. Unplugged is a lot of just being um you know it's just kind of going the flow just no script just just like you know just a space for us to yeah to just be unplugged <laughs> no formality so then okay then he asked me he said what came first the words or the action what comes first the words or the action he said, the words, words come before action. The words, so now I'd kind of gone to a point where I was looking out, it was like almost like a dock, like a, like a pier actually. And I, I was looking into the water and, oops. And he's, so I looked at the water and, and I, was, I was thinking and said, the words cold Let's say you're probably looking at that water and thinking it's cold, right? So the words cold trigger a specific feeling. If you if you look at water and it looks cold, it triggers like a different, a, a unique feeling like on it, on your body, right? You just feel like, oh, you know, the words hot trigger a different feeling from the words cold. So then the words run trigger a specific action in what sense okay so 
he brought three scenarios to mind, about three or four. One scenario, but in four different ways. He said, picture yourself on a group of people running past you. Let's say visually you can discern that they are, it's just a group of people that are wearing maybe workout gear. So in your mind, it's like, okay, they're doing a workout. Now, as, as I say, you, you just kind of walking in a certain direction and a group of people runs past you. Like you do not start running because they are running. Do you see what I mean? Like, okay, that's scenario number one. Scenario number two. Now picture a group of people coming around the corner. They're not dressed in any workout gear and they're running kind of like towards you or again, past you. You still wouldn't run because they are running. Now picture the same group of people not dressed in workout attire, running towards your direction and screaming. Hmm. Now that, that could change your call to action. You might be curious and tempted to run as well. Right? So this group of people, you, you just kind of like, maybe you're seated somewhere and he, or maybe you're walking and you just see a group of people coming around a corner from the opposite direction. They're not dressed in any workout gear, but they're running and screaming. You would probably start running. You'll be, you will be tempted. Some people, now, picture that same group of people coming around, around the corner, not dressed in any attire. They're running towards you and they're screaming, run, run, run. Now that changes things. Those high-pitched sounds attached to the words, run, 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 you know, they will definitely get you running. Like, you you won't even stop to ask what you, like, you will start running. You know, if you were, if you were, let's say, in, in the forest, let's say going through, like, let me say, a trail, and like, you know, like, it's a hiking trail, and someone just runs past you, they don't say anything to you. You're not going to start running because they are running. But if this person comes, you're walking in this trail and this person starts running towards you and they're also screaming, run, run, you, you are out of there. Like, like you are moving, like you, you, you are going to start running. So then this other question came, what came first words or the feeling words? Words come before feelings. So before you feel a certain type of way, there's an exposure that you have had to a certain bunch of words, either visually or audibly. So what came first? Words or the feeling? Words. So in essence, like we're always either buying words, seeking words, or selling words, or distributing words, or sending words. At its core, this is how our world is moving. You know, you're either buying words, or seeking words, or selling words, or distributing words, or sending words. And then I came across um, like a, 
another bunch of words and they say private property, no trespassing. What do those words, what are they saying to me? Boundary establishing words. So everything, so those words, when you read those words, private property, no trespassing, they create a boundary right there. And then the other thing was, <laughs> it's the words we say or don't say that matter. It's the words we say or don't say that matter. And this other one, what God Jesus crucified, it was not his actions or his miracles. It was his words. It was him saying when, when, when he said it to say that he was the son of God, that's when all hell broke loose, literally. What God Jesus crucified, it wasn't his actions or his miracles. It was his words saying that he was the son of God. Uh, this is a very interesting. <laughs> what makes Elon Musk rich? He sells words before he sells cars. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, what are you buying when you pre-order anything? Words. What are you buying when you pre-order anything? Words. Also, selling. words are always on top. The words outside tell you what's on the inside. Yeah, words on the words are always on top of everything. Words are the parent. Even when you see a physical structure, outside of the physical structure is words. You just can't see them. And you can go find those words that say, this structure was designed to be this tall, this tall, and all the physical matter did was fill up the volume of the words structure. The words outside tell you what's on the inside. Here's another one. You don't have to sleep with another person, with another man's wife for him to hurt you. But you could say a bunch of de derogatory words about her and that could even get you killed. Now that's quite a statement there. You don't have to sleep with, with another man's wife for him to hurt you. But you saying a bunch of derogatory words about her could even get you killed. So yeah, words run this world and not money. At the, at the core of it all, words run this world and not money. So lots for us to think about in how we're approaching life doing business, going through life, whatever we're dealing with, trying to deal with, trying to do, just think about it. At the core of everything we're doing are words. And as I said, all I, all I was doing was just going on a walk and I said, Lord, I'm just gonna give you the floor. Teach me some things. And he didn't even use any scriptures. He just took the surroundings around me and opened up my eyes to different things. Seller. This was Unplugged. We hope this episode blessed your heart. Your host for today was Calvin Cabanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of Unplugged.
Bye.